At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prime time action here on Beeson. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Jeff Parles on the desk with us here today. A good hour number one in which we got some we got some uh, good tennis picks in. We talked about some NBA news, some rumors, some odd shifts, things like that. And I want to revisit um, later in this segment here that that NFL touchdown passing leaders because yeah. there were some other numbers, some other guys that we want. To talk about, but we do have some first pitches coming this hour, Jeff. And if case people want to get in, uh, what's the latest on the Reds and Cubs, and then the Dodgers and Rockies as well? Well, first off, the Reds and the Cubs still bad baseball teams, Matt. Yes, I'm just gonna yes, just gonna throw that out mm-hmm. there real quick. Hunter Green, Justin Steele, moments away at Wrigley, minus one forty at DraftKings, minus one thirty three on a dime line. No on the Cubs, if you wanted, plus one twenty three and a take back for the Fireballer Green. Total of eight. So I'm gonna guess that the wind is. Blowing in tonight at Wrigley so, with an eight. Two different things there. Yeah. So the wind is blowing in. Also, temperatures are in the mid-60s. So, like, it has, uh, has cooled off there in Chicago as well. So we've got cooler weather and we have some wind blowing in. So, yeah, a couple of different factors. I, I, I know you'll disagree with me because I know you, you're a fan of the very hot weather, man. Mm. But I would very happily trade the 107 oh, we had no, today no. for that 65. Oh, Very no. happily. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, that Jeff. Deal. I'm with See, you. Kelly, just, Kelly agrees. You saying that out loud just made my skin crawl. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I just had four <laughs> straight days without a working air conditioning, so I definitely oh, agree with that. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. That's, fixed today, though. Fixed today. That's that's miserable. That's ter- absolutely terrible. miserable. The only other game starting in this hour, Matt, is the Dodgers and the, and the Rockies. 
Urias and Marquez, again, the Dodgers have lost the first two games in this series. Mm -hmm. The Rockies are competent at home as opposed to away from home where they are very, very bad. Uh, Plus 187 if you want to take a shot on Marquez, who has really had an abysmal year up until his last start Mm -hmm. in Minnesota. A total 11.5 juice to the under. Uh, Again, we're not quite in the full cores category yet. Uh, of totals, 11.5 obviously higher than everywhere else, but 11.5 at Coors for late June is pretty tame, all things considered. And a uh, just a, a reminder, in case you haven't been paying attention, Mookie Betts is, is still still out still for out the Dodgers, the not going to be in the lineup there. And then Colorado did get back Chris Bryan off the IL earlier this week as well, so he's slotted in the number three hole there for them. C.J. Crone actually having a quiet, quiet good year for, great. for the Rockies as well. So yeah, interesting price on that one. Don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger like I I, like I actually did on the uh, White Sox during the break. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, so I did did go ahead and put the White Sox ticket in there, but we'll talk about that one uh, a Matt, little bit later. Re- well. real, real quick before we move mm-hmm. to something else, the, this Freddie Freeman story now where he's, he's fired his, his representation because apparently Atlanta's last offer never got back to him. Now, I, I'm just curious now, if, if you're in that clubhouse with the Dodgers, where Freddie Freeman is obviously being paid handsomely to be a Los Angeles Dodger. Yeah, I wonder if this proves to be a little bit of a, a little more of a distraction than people yeah. want it to be, because it's pretty evident what we saw over the weekend that Freddie Freeman still wants to be an Atlanta Brave and doesn't really want to be a Dodger right now. It, it, it's pretty. It's pretty odd. I mean, like I just don't. Anytime these stories come out, right? You just. I just always go. How does? How does this? Yeah, like, how, did, mean, how does this happen? Like, I just don't even get. I, I don't. I don't know, Matt. I always. I wonder the same thing. All I know for sh- like pretty for sure after today is I don't know what agency that is, but uh, he uh, they might have some trouble after this one. I mean, this retaining kind of story gets and out or getting new Reta- clients. Right, retaining, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of story gets out. Like, yeah, yeah no client uh, is going to really want to de- deal with that kind of stuff. I, I, yeah, Jeff. I guess it's interesting to ask it that way. Like the. I think I, I would hope Freddie Freeman could could separate that in his mind. Like, yes, it, you know, my agency did this, and this is maybe not where I ultimately would have chosen to gone, but they were still up there on his list, right? So I, I would, and I would think there's enough Do- Dodgers players that can empathize with his situation, right? Like they all, they probably sit around talking about money and their agents all the time, so. right? I, I don't know. It is interesting though. No, it's just a it's just a weird scenario involving a guy that. Look, while Mookie Betts is hurt, it's Trey Turner and Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman. Those are the two guys that have to basically carry the Dodgers. And, Matt, you mentioned yeah. it earlier. The Padres are very much live in the NL West. And right now you're you're looking at a series in Colorado where if the Rockies take this one, you're looking potentially at a four-game sweep tomorrow. Kelly, we don't have a ton of action going right now, but uh, you want to update everyone on the on the scores and live lines. Let's do it. Phillies up on the Braves, one to nothing, top of the fourth. That is minus 115 uh, each way there on the live line. Seven and a half, your total juiced to the under at minus 145. That's a Reese Hoskins solo homer there for the Phillies. And that Braves of a runner a third with one out. As we uh, saw earlier, the Red Sox able to get a run uh, in the top of the third. That is heading to the bottom of the third now to tie things up with the Blue Jays. Uh, what was it, Matt? We saw a bunt against the shift. It, we saw Manoa throw his glove at the ball to try to stop it. It was fantastic. Listen, here's the one. Th- this Boston just proved right here that sometimes 
just getting on base and good things can happen, right? Like we live in this era where it's like, no, no, just hit a home run. That's all we want you to do is hit a home run. Well, shift, bunt against the shift, gets on base, strings together another hit. Next thing you know, there you go. You get a run. So, I mean, you don't always have to hit leave the yard here. You don't always have to leave the yard. Especially when they're going to give you a whole side of an infield to just roll it out there and then you get on base. I mean, we yell about that all the time. The o- the only part of that play I was even more impressed with than the bunt was Manoa throwing his glove at the ball <laughs> like a child to be like, I'm not running. I can't run after that thing that quick. Just don't leave the just don't leave the infield. Uh, you have the Guardians with a three to nothing lead over the Twins. That game in the top of the fourth inning. Guardians minus six ninety live. Twins plus four seventy eight and a half your total. And Marlins and Cardinals just getting going. This game in the top of the second inning, scoreless in St. Louis. Are you uh, are you kicking yourself for not playing against Dylan Bundy? I know oh, there's a lot oh, of baseball. Absolutely. Left. There's a lot of baseball left, but anytime you you get through three innings and it's and you're, the team that you said was going to light up the pitcher is already up three nothing, you're just kind of like, oh, boy. it's one of those. Well, the other one too is mad. We we we've it has become a hot button topic in the betting space. The yes, will there be a run mm. scored in the first inning versus the uh, the very square no, will mm. there be a run scored in the first inning? But they would. That would have been a good one, actually, mm-hmm. where you're dealing with a guy who is coming off. Bundy pitched well against Colorado yeah. last week in the battle of him and Marquez where both guys just have stunk this year, yeah. and they both went six shutout innings before a run was scored in that game. It's just one of those where it's not a bad time to come back the other way on a guy regressing to the mean in in the negative way, and for is Bundy. guaranteed to have to face Jose Ramirez in the first inning, no matter what. That, right? that is like, also a good yeah, thing. Yes, like any any yes. time any time you can bet on Jose Ramirez doing good things, that is uh, that usually goes in your favor. Um, as we do as we do kind of look down the 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 box scores here. I mean, there's not a lot right now that super stands out as far as like getting in live. Kelly, I will let you know. Earlier today, the Yankees were down three to nothing. I heard about this. I know they were still mi- they, no. They were still minus one ten. Oh, down really? three nothing. <laughs> yes, what down three nothing. They were still minus one ten. Did you see this uh, stat today about the home runs for the Yankees? Oh man, let me pull that up. Isaiah so as they went down graphic. three nothing, I jump in. I'm like, oh, perfect opportunity to live bet the Yankees. They are still minus. Minus one ten. Still would have been a winner. Down three nothing. I know. I'm just like, oh man, I'm gonna get pl- I'm gonna get like plus one forty here. No, no, no. Minus minus one ten. Okay, so let's go back to let's revisit something we were talking about in the first hour because yeah. we had to kind of blast through it here about the the NFL passing touchdown leader. We were talking about the short shots here at the top. Tom Brady six to one. Patrick Mahomes six to one. Matt Stafford six and a half to one. Herbert eight and a half to one. And then Rogers nine to one. Those are all of the guys that are under double digits. Jeff, it's hard for me to get there on any of these guys, even with as awesome as Patrick Mahomes is, even as amazing as Tom Brady continues to be well into his 40s. I understand Matthew Stafford still has a, a, an incredible receiving core, an incredible offense around him and all that, and I'm super bullish on the Chargers as well with, with what Herbert might be able to do. Um, but I just can't get there on this type of, of number on really any of these guys because – Listen, Tom Brady misses two games because of some sort of injury. Same deal. You know, whatever. Stafford has missed time over the course of his career. We've seen Mahomes. Any, anything for me in this, like, single digits, there's just no way. I, you can't bet anyone that's shorter than 7-1 to one yeah. in this market. You just can't. Too many things can go wrong in order for you to in order yeah. for you to lose these bets, and not even and, to the quarterback himself. It could be correct the, to the offensive line right. or well, to well, the receiving core. Well, let's just, take, let's just yeah. take Patrick Mahomes yeah. for a second here. They had a problem early last year 
with yeah. Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. still there. Now you're asking him to, for the first time in his career, play quarterback without Tyreek Hill. By the way, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is going to struggle yeah. all year. The dude's still going to exactly. be great. But it's going to take some time for mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster to really go into yeah. that role of the number one receiver. Teams are going to be able early to slow Kelsey down, and that chief offense is going to look average probably mm-hmm. for about a month if that is able to happen. Stafford, same deal. Stafford stayed pretty darn healthy last year. Yeah. That hasn't happened much in his career. Mm-hmm. So those knock those two out. Brady, at some point, at he's got to show right, his age, like, Listen, we're betting – we're, I understand. We're betting against a superhuman, yeah. but I'm betting against a superhuman. And, right? and, and, and as you go down the board, yeah. like, look, I don't mind Herbert at plus 850. Yeah. But I'm probably – I would like 10 to 1 on that. Same deal with Rodgers. I like your Burrow angle. They're going to probably have to throw more. I think they're probably going to be – especially late, later mm-hmm. in the season, they're going to be trailing games against that murderer's row second yeah. half they have. 11 to 1 is good. I will say this. Just looking down the board on ones that are not on our, on uh-huh. our graphic, two is a 30 to 1. Not enough. Right. Need more than that Not in enough. order to yes. bet that. Jameis Lasik Winston, though, at fifty to one. I would like more than that, even though that's somewhat <laughs> intriguing. I would. I would like more than that, but of the longer shots, I think that that's at least because let's let's also remember there is a scenario that is still to play out in which they don't have Camara for however however yeah, long. Yeah, he could be suspended this, half a season due to this fight thing that happened here in in Vegas, and so. You know, they're they're not going to even have him in the red zone. So it's going to have to be Jameis trying to create some way, shape, or form with Let's, his arm. Let me put it this way. Jameis to have the same odds as Davis Mills, insulting. Insulting uh, to Jameis. I'm with you, Kelly. 32 teams in 32 days rolls on. We are going to talk the Las Vegas Raiders on the other side. It's primetime action coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action. On the pitch for the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge, compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash and prizes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please, as always, drink responsibly. We have a dust-up on the diamond here, Jeff. Yes, north of the border. See, yeah. it's not a. It's not not often that you see a, a misbehavior in, uh, this in is Canada true. here. Uh, but uh, Alejandro Kirk drilled by a fastball in the elbow by Nick Pavetta, and apparently, according to uh, baseball expert Kelly Bidlin, uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Alejandro Kirk uh, took one up and in some chin music, as they would say. Matt earlier in the game in his first A.B. and now uh, gets hit in the elbow. And uh, I don't even want to call it a fracas because it wasn't even just the the classic baseball, quote unquote, fight where everyone piles out of the dugout. Everyone piles out of the bullpen and they all just stand around. George Springer had to hold uh, Vlad back in the dugout. And that was basically it. Kelly, we were talking off air, but we'll peel the curtain back because that's what we do here. It's always it always is funny when especially when there's. No fight at all because no, no fight happened here. <laughs> and then they, they do the big pan out because they always have to show you like right, all the yeah. people in the field. And then you still see like the two or three bullpen pitchers still slow jogging in. <laughs> like whatever, like the thing's almost already done. I got you back. And Rob, they're just like on. doing the little slow jog in from the, from the bullpen because they're like, they have to be seen. I didn't leave y'all out there alone. I came, you know, here I come here, you know, just slow jogging. I didn't have my shoes on. So I didn't put my shoes on out in the bullpen, but here uh, I come. Yeah, it will be uh, it will be interesting uh, to watch the rest of this game though, and see if this develops anymore. Because I guess I guess you would think uh, Blue Jays retaliation probably coming at some point. I mean uh, that that first at bat was up and in, didn't hit him, and that I mean where he got hit there was on the elbow, but pr- pretty high up because you know Kirk's got Kirk's that stocky guy. Yeah, I am. I am not going to guarantee that there's going to be retaliation, but I am pretty sure there's going to be. If, if it's not this game, it'll be tomorrow. Or whatever. I mean, they they only play a they only play three more, four more yeah. series this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It'll 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 be it'll be pretty interesting to see how this all this all plays out. But as we uh, as we have done here for the last two show two whole shows in a row, we're gonna make this three shows in a row. We're gonna head towards thirty two. Oh, Thirty-two yeah. shows. Look at that football just shred into nothingness. Thirty-two teams in maybe thirty-two shows. I think we're going to be like you know thirty-two teams in like in like nineteen shows. <laughs> we'll double up some days or something like that, Jeff. But we're going to talk 
the Las Vegas Raiders here on a Wednesday. 10-7 and seven last year, second AFC West, made the playoffs for the first time since 2016, lost to Cincinnati in the wild card round. Gruden had to resign on October the 11th, all kinds of nonsense going on there, as you mentioned. Uh, had to go with a special teams coach to take over the rest of the season. Decided not to retain him. We're going to get Josh McDaniels come in, be the head coach. Uh, Mick Lombardi at offensive coordinator. Patrick Graham at defensive coordinator. Sixth in passing yards, 28th in rushing yards, 31st in penalties for this team. But, Jeff, the real thing here is in comes Devontae Adams, extend Hunter Renfro, sign Chandler Jones, sign Bilal Nichols. You have now a team that has – looks much better on the offensive side of the ball when you add a true number one receiver in there, a team now with one of the better pass rushes. Now, the interior defensive line, that's something we'll talk about a little bit later, but you add Chandler Jones to go along with Max Crosby gives you one of the best pass rushing duos there is in all the NFL. Um, I think that this Raiders team, and look, this is the this is the division from hell. There's no doubt about it. Like, There's going to be one, one of the four teams is going to disappoint. I don't know which team it's going to be. But I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to be the Raiders. I'm like you. I'm. I'm. While I like the Chargers better, I, I'm pretty bullish on the Raiders as well. To me, they're the third best team in this division, which could very easily make you the third best team in the AFC this year. Now, I don't think they'll end up being better than Buffalo, but that's just how yeah. good this AFC West is. And you look at the Raiders' offseason. Everyone points to Devontae Adams, and properly so. He's a top-two wide receiver in this league. But everyone seems to be forgetting the Chandler Jones signing. Yeah. And that is that is a humongous deal to put an elite pass rusher on the opposite side of Max Crosby. Now, no disrespect to Ngakwe, who mm. still can play, and I think will have a, a pretty nice impact in Indianapolis. But... You're talking about Chandler Jones when he is healthy is a legitimate yeah. top five pass rusher in the league. I don't care that they have to play a second place schedule as mm. opposed to a, a, a last place schedule for Denver, which is yeah. a part of the reason that on top of the Russell Wilson trade that a lot of people like Denver's their schedule is much more favorable than Las Vegas's schedule. But Matt, this team is good. Yeah, and if they were in any other division in the AFC. They would win the AFC South easily. I would probably pick them to win the AFC North, and they would be a strong second to Buffalo in the AFC East. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if you take a look at, at what they lost, I mean, it is certainly far less of an impact than what they gained. I 100%. Mean, Zay Jones leaves for one of the most ridiculous contracts I've, I've heard of in a long time. Great contract. Yes, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Marcus Mariota did leave, and listen, that is, to not have a, a backup that you feel like you could go in and, and – win games with, I think is certainly something, right? I mean, it's not nothing. And and to have a Marcus Mariota certainly is that warm little fuzzy feeling to know that you've got him standing on the sideline should anything happen to Carr. He obviously out of town going to be starting in Atlanta. And then Casey Hayward gone from the secondary there. Um, they did make some strides in the secondary last year. A lot has to do with Casey Hayward playing much, much better for them. So they will have to pick that up there. On the draft side of things, of course, didn't have a first-round pick, didn't have a second-round pick, so didn't make a pick until the the third round in which they picked up Dylan Parham, offensive guard, which is likely going to step in and start for them this year. In the fourth round, they picked up Zamir White, a running back. They picked up Neil Farrell out of LSU, a defensive tackle in the fourth round as well. And then Matthew Butler, another defensive tackle in the fifth round. So you can kind of see 
you know, the the first, second round talent, not able to get any of that because they had to get rid of those. They come in, they get an offensive lineman that they felt, I think, that they knew were, was might have to step in and start from day one, even though he is a third round rookie. And the way things are kind of panning out right now, Jeff, they're they're probably going to have to do that. And so if there are any kind of question marks about this team, I do think maybe the offensive line in mm-hmm. general would be it, right? I mean, if you look at Pro Football Focus, they have them ranked 29th in the NFL heading into the 2022 season as far as offensive linemen, as far as the offensive lines as a unit goes. Like right now, the projected starting five in Colton Miller, Denzel Good, Andre James, Dylan Parham, again, that rookie right there, Alex Leatherwood over at right tackle. Leatherwood has to move over. He was playing guard last year for them. He moves over to right tackle for them. He underperformed for them as well. And so you just kind of get this this offensive line that none of the names jump off the page at you. And if there was anything that might end up, you know, let's not say cratering this team, but maybe holding them back from their true potential, it might be the offensive line. No, and it's the wrong division to have yeah. a bad offensive line in because you're dealing with the Chargers who now have, if Khalil Mack is yeah. healthy, have arguably two of the five best defensive mm. pass rushers in the game and Mack is healthy with both on the other side. Uh, if Denver can ever get Bradley Chubb to realize his potential on the other side of Randy Gregory, that's pretty darn good, mm. too. And then Kansas City, uh, it all depends on uh, what you're getting out of Clark. But you're you're in a scenario where you're dealing with pass rushes against you that are really good. And then, again, that's part of the reason that I think the Chandler Jones thing for Vegas has really been swept under the rug a lot yeah. more than it, it should be because, okay, I just mentioned a few good pass rush, ru- rushes. I would take Vegas' pass rush mm-hmm. over Denver's, over Kansas City's, mm-hmm. and it is pretty darn close to what the Chargers now bring with Mac oh, on the other side of Bosa. A- absolutely. And arguably, you could if, argue Vegas is better. I was going to say, yes. if, if both, if, if, you know, all things being equal, with both both sides being healthy, I would, like you said, I, you I can argue. Almost it. argue. Yeah, yeah it's, it's close. And look, when you're dealing with the prices that you're seeing in this division, you are asking the Raiders just to go over 500 to go over their win total. Yeah. You are asking the Raiders in a division where everyone else is minus money to make the playoffs a plus 160 mm-hmm. on a team that was, again, I understand why some think they're going to regress. Won a lot of close games last year. And usually when that happens, you regress because you don't have the same luck in close games. But I would argue you are dealing with a team last year that I thought going into the year was going to be a seven or six win team. And now on paper, you're dealing with a team that is a 10-win team on paper. Yeah, if you look, and as as you mentioned, so if we talk about these odds for the Raiders, plus 650 to win the division. Eight and a half is their win total on the season. Yes, plus 160 to make the playoffs. No, minus 200 to make the playoffs. 20 to 1 to win the AFC and then 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. We'll go through what Pro Football Focus thinks of uh, the rest of their the the rest of the units defensive side of the ball, the uh, secondary, the receiving core where those rank as well as the schedule strength for mm-hmm. next year for this team, which is could be another thing if you're looking at maybe trying to fade the Raiders, that would be another deal. And and listen, some other strengths for this team outside of the pass rush, we'll talk about that as well as we continue. 32 teams in 32 shows, question mark? (laughs) Primetime action coming back.
primetime action here on VEASAN on a Wednesday. We are doing 32 teams in 32 shows. We have some baseball going on, still scoreless in St. Louis between Cardinals and the Marlins, though there are runners on for St. Louis right now. 2-1 to one in favor of the Braves over the Phillies as we head to the middle of the fifth inning there. And uh, we have, we've, we've managed to not fight in Toronto yet, anyway. Yet. Keywords yet. Yet. I mean, we might have that. Three to nothing Cleveland over the Twins. So Dylan Bundy did settle down a tad there for the Twins. But uh, again, Cleveland holding on to that three to nothing lead. Runner on second for them right now as well. Cubs scratch across one. They are up one nothing on the Reds. All right. So back to the Raiders here. And mm-hmm. as we go over, we look at last season. Football Outsiders had them as the 19th uh, rated offense DVOA. They were the 17th defense DVOA and the 21st special teams DVOA. So that a little bit below average, but, you know, offense, defense, kind of middle of the pack, right? Like kind of middling offenses and defenses when we get there. Um, I, you can only think that the offense is going to be better this year. The defense, they've at least added some pieces. You would think that that would be better. So, I mean, if you're talking now, moving from being middle of the pack to more kind of in the upper half of the league, upper 12, like you're talking about, which is, listen, as long as you're inside, if you're inside the upper 12, you're doing good, you know, in, oh, yeah. in, in the NFL, in any of these units. So you expect that, th- that these teams could be better. From that standpoint. Now, the only thing is, and as you mentioned, we're about to flash it up on the screen right now if you're watching this on video, is the schedule. It is, according to Warren Sharp over at Sharp Football, the third toughest schedule in all of the NFL in 2022. The win total line is set at 8.5. Sharp Football has them projected at 8.5 wins, so it has them right on the number that it's set right now. And a lot of that has to do with one, like we just mentioned, the division of hell, but also, as you mentioned, Jeff, like it is so backloaded outside of this Steelers game right here. But it goes Chargers, Rams, Patriots, throw the Steelers in there, Niners, Chiefs to close out the season. So outside of the Steelers, and listen, by then, we're talking week 16, maybe by then the Steelers have figured something out, right? I mean, maybe, or maybe, hell, hell maybe Mr. Trubisky is, is what they've been He's looking good. for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe that's what they've been looking for, and they're good all season long or whatever it might be. So it's the back half of the schedule here where you start to look at it and say, oh, man, this is uh, not a great way to end for sure. I mean, it's soft there in the middle where you do get the Texans and the Jags, and you get maybe, maybe the Broncos won't be as good. Maybe the Saints won't be as good as people think or something like that. But uh, we know the Seahawks won't be very good. So the middle certainly lightens up, but the, the, the front and the back are rough. Yeah, it's pretty funny with the way that our graphic is at VEASAN.com. The first column of the first six weeks, at Chargers, Cardinals, at Titans, Broncos, at Chiefs, is a disaster. It's brutal, those first five games. And you mentioned the back six, which are very difficult. And then, look, in the the middle six, that Texans at New Orleans, at Jacksonville, Indy at Denver, at Seattle, you're you're a playoff team, man. Mm -hmm. You're a playoff team. You go five and one in that stretch. Because you get, even though, yes, you have to go to New Orleans and go to Seattle, which are historically difficult places to play, the Raiders roster, to me, is significantly better than Seattle. And they are better than New Orleans on paper. So if you're a playoff team, you you go on the road in those games, you beat Jacksonville, 
you beat Indianapolis and Houston at home. And then if you lose the divisional game at Denver, so what at that point? But that's also an obtainable game. Again, I, I, I'm not as high on Denver as a lot of people yeah. seem to be going into this year. But if you're the Raiders, those two Denver games, week four, week 11, the results of those two games are probably yeah. going to tell the tale of this season. And, and 7 to 12, as you mentioned, week 7 to 12 is also going to be the the key to you getting your over if you bet an over bet yeah. or, or or whether you if you bet the under whether the, uh, the under is going to hold or not because they're going to have to come out of that stretch there Kelly seven to twelve with definitely a winning record most likely like Jeff said a a very good winning record out of that stretch because listen it's too much to ask of this team in this first stretch in this home stretch to to just dominate those stretches it's just any, any team is going hey. to get knocked off somewhere along the way because that's just a brutal way to begin a brutal way to end so that that middle stretch really is going to be the key to getting over this eight and a half yeah i completely agree i think when when i see schedules like this that end up lining up this way i i mean what immediately jumps out to me is if you're if you, maybe if you're someone out there who does like the raiders this season but may you know you know you're looking for even longer numbers than what they're at it might just be wait till the bye week you no, don't force mm-hmm. anything now. Wait till they see how those first five games. Yeah, you might have lost, missed your opportunity if they end up going four and one or yeah. or five and zero oh in that time, and they're really that good. But there's a chance they go two and three or three and two or whatever, and they're not out of it by any means. And you could get much better odds than what you're looking at. Yeah, right I mean now. that could be like you said. Maybe you even do a you, oh, with, you, you oh, like a ha- you know if you're gonna, if you were going to bet one unit, maybe you half up front and then half right. on the you know half on the back to where, like you said, you don't totally miss the boat in case they do just come out and dominate. But um, you, you keep one in the in the chamber there for taking advantage of what again what should be the better stretch of of the season for them. And as you mentioned, you could get in on much much better odds for them. Now, if we look at Pro Football Focus, I don't agree with ESPN on this at all. Like they they have this roster ranked twenty first in what? the NFL. Yeah, they have this roster ranked twenty first heading. Heading into the season, I, I disagree w- with that. Um, I, I just don't. I don't. I mean, I understand the inter- the the interior of the defense could it leaves a little bit to be desired. We talked about the offensive line as well that that maybe is uh, going to need to take a step up. But I don't know. I just it's hard for me to believe that there's there are twenty other teams with better rosters than this team. So um, over on Pro Football Focus, they had them as the nineteenth graded offense last season, the twentieth graded defense. That said, heading into this season, they have bumped them up by the additions that they've made. They have them power-ranked 16th overall, so kind of dead center in the middle of the NFL. 19th-ranked defensive line heading into 2022, and that mainly has to do the – I read this, and the caveat was the outside is as strong as anything. The inside is almost as weak as anything. Mm-hmm. Now – could they get some 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 you know growth there on the inside? They did go out and make some signings. There is that as well, but we have to need you know we're going to need to see that fifth ranked receiving core. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Whenever you have a guy that runs every single route that you need in Devonte Adams, you have the ultimate kind of move the chains guy in Hunter Renfro, and then you have Darren Waller at the tight end position to go along with you know whatever. If we want to call Demarcus Robinson signing something cool, I guess you know, but. If we're looking at strengths on this team, we talked about the weaknesses, right, and maybe the offensive line being that, and maybe, um, you know, we'll talk about the secondary here in a second, but if we look at strengths, obviously, we talked about the pass rush being a strength. The the pass catchers is a a huge strength. Oh, well, of course. I mean, again, I mentioned it before. You have a top two wide receiver now, and you have Darren Waller, who I I think everyone has just kind of forgotten how good Waller Mm. is when he's healthy. Because of the injuries he dealt yeah. with last year, now that uh, you're dealing with Kittle and Kelsey, and those yeah. are the only two guys 
that I would even consider taking over Waller. Kel- uh, Kittle, I would hesitate at this point. Kelsey's obviously the best tight end in the world at this mm-hmm. point. But hey, look, the, it, it is a valid point to criticize the interior of both mm-hmm. sides of the ball yeah. for this team because you mentioned it before, all those questions on the interior for the O-line, and that can be a problem, obviously. The one thing is if you're, exterior, if you're outside of the line, if your tackles can hold up mm-hmm. against those elite pass yep. rushers in your division, it's okay if your interior is a little yep. bit weaker. And but are savvy enough to to be able to understand co- that as correct. well, right? Correct. And and look, we we might see the one concern that I have with the Raiders if the O line does crumble is will we see Derek Carr go back to captain checkdown that mm-hmm. we saw earlier in his career when he was looked at as as an average to a below-average starter in the league. And if that happens, that is the one thing that could really derail a potentially good season for the Raiders. The other other thing that I kind of listed as a strength for this team, and people might chuckle whenever I say this, but just, you know, odds are you're going to have far fewer off-the-field distractions this year, and the team can actually just, just focus on playing football. I mean, so... You know, we talked about the Gruden stuff already, but remember the Henry Rugg stuff, right? And so, like, not only did they deal with the Gruden stuff, they dealt with the Rugg stuff as well. So, like, two massive off-the-field things that this team had to deal with that didn't have anything to do with them playing football on the field. And you would like to think that there's not going to be another one of these type things happen to them over the course of this season. That has to be that has to be a plus for this team. I yeah. actually listed that as a strength that, hey, look, they can actually just focus on playing football. This year, I think the other thing, maybe if we do want to look at another weakness on this thing, is maybe that secondary, if they don't take a step forward. Trayvon Mullen is a guy entering his fourth season here, coming off some injuries in his in year three. Really going to have to step up for them. Rocky Sin, another guy that really needs to play better for them. And then Jonathan Abram has never lived up to the hype since he's been in, in, in Vegas as well. And he really can be a guy that, you know, if he can play like he did more in college, can can certainly be a difference maker. So, all in all, division from hell, we agree on that. Tough front end, tough back end of the schedule. Should be able to take advantage of that middle. I, I can see them making the playoffs again here, Jeff. And, and certainly if things go on the right side of variance, I can see this team making, making a run in the playoffs as well. Won't win the division, but they are a very strong second or third place team. Fifth or sixth in the AFC, depending on where they finish in this division, Matt. Definitely capable of winning a playoff game or two. On the other side here, we're going to talk to Tom Byrne of in, uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio about all of the NBA news and transactions that have gone down here in the last 24 hours. Primetime action here on BC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure and visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. I said betting splits data. Splitting backs! There you go. Uh, I was one, wondering if you're waiting for data. Or one to know, know where the money and bets are moving every game. The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the betting public is going on this based on uh, the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Check uh, not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Another way VEASAN's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every single game over at VEASAN.com. That's V-S-I-N. Dot com. So uh, if you were with us the first hour, we went through a number of rumors, transactions, our thoughts on all of these things, betting market moves, numbers changes, Kelly grabbing numbers before the b- books were able to adjust, all this stuff. Uh, tons of NBA stuff that was going on today. Well, now joining us here, host on Mad Dog Sports Radio over on Sirius XM, Tom Byrne, at one Tom Byrne, if you want to follow him on the Twitter machine. We're going to see if we can make some sense of all this stuff. Tom, thanks for joining us, buddy. Anytime, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well, doing well. We talk about some of those moves that were made today, and one Kelly Bidlin, our producer here on the show, was able to jump in and grab the Hawks at – a much, much, much bigger number than you can get them now. Uh, with the move made today and with what we hear from ownership there, that they're willing to spend and spend whatever they need to spend to create a winner, do you, one, do you believe that? And two, do you think that this Hawks team is still is still going to make further moves to kind of continue on with all of that? Yeah, hard to say as far as what is coming up next when it comes to Atlanta's offseason. As far as being committed, it appears they are. You know, listen, typically that's a sleepy market, but they seem to be energized of late. Trey Young, right, he's obviously somebody who's developing into a star. Now they got him a counterpart. I mean, I guess you could call him, if you want, a Robin to Trey Young's Batman. He might be just as good as Trey Young on most nights. Here's a guy 
you know, if you look at the most important per 100 metrics, guys, you know, Drip, Darko, Estimated Plus Modest, LeBron, we'll throw Raptor in there. If you combine those five, DeJounte Murray's worth plus 2.74. That's a good number. That put him 31st in the league last year. So here's a guy still developing who, in theory, should be a top 25 player next year. So Atlanta's got two top 25 guys. It's a deep Eastern Conference. But I thought that run last year, I'm sorry, two years ago, part of me, was fool's gold. I thought that was an outlier. That was proven right last year. Now that sort of run, I'm sure, will be expected. Next up, you know, John Collins, what you do there. There are some other question marks. Gallinari was a good player. You know, he could shoot it a little bit. He had good touch. But obviously this is a major, major upgrade. Three first-round picks is a lot. I'm not 100% sure I know what San Antonio's doing. They're shipping out a lot of good talent over the last six months or so. Uh, but, boy, three first-round picks, you understand a little bit more now that you know what's coming back. Because at first when I heard DeJounte Murray was on the move, that was hard to figure out. Tom, uh, the, other, the other big news today, James Harden declined his massive player, player option. Uh, the assumption is he's going to go back to the Sixers for a cheaper per-year price tag, extend that, uh, that contract out to uh, four years in all likelihood. Uh, Philly will have an extra ten and a half million uh, it, with an except with an exception, and of course uh, some more roster building uh, uh, flexibility there. If you're the Sixers, what do you go out and do with that extra money now? Uh, assuming Harden doesn't do something crazy and uh, and leaves the Sixers now that they opted out, I'd be shocked. Apparently, he's going to live up to his word. Right after they lost, and he was bad in the series. He was good in the second half of Game 4. Otherwise, it was a disastrous series for Harden. We know that. He said all the right things. He's going to be back. He's willing to do whatever it takes to improve the team, and he has proven that now by not opting in. I mean, weird, guys. It think back to when that trade happened. It felt like a problem when the paperwork was not in in time, right? Otherwise, he would already be opted in. Uh, but it turned out to hurt James Harden because now there's a little pressure on him. Hey, you know, you want to be a good team guy. You did struggle there down the stretch. You know, don't opt into this money. And so what they're going to do is they're going to bring in P.J. Tucker. We know that now. And you knew Harden was probably going to do this once the report started to surface that Tucker was willing to say no thank you to Miami and some other good teams to go back to James Harden, and this time in Philadelphia. And I don't know that that's the greatest move in the world. I like Daryl Morey, but he's a little too obsessed with bringing back the old guys who used to play pretty well around Harden. Tucker's getting a little older now, but all right, I guess it makes some sense. I'll tell you what I like. I like that the Anthony Melton trade. I'm not sure why Memphis is moving the Anthony Melton. I mean, here's a guy, 24 years of age. He's an excellent defender. I don't like that trade for Memphis. I loved it from Philadelphia's standpoint. Talking to Tom Byrne from Mad Dog Sports Radio over on Sirius XM. Tom, one of the other things, I guess, if you're not a a basketball, you know, in, not in the basketball bubble like we are, a headline comes across that Patty Mills declines his option, is going to become a free agent, and maybe that just kind of goes unnoticed. But if, if you know, we realize what Patty Mills could bring to a team, specifically a team in which he would fit nicely as a, as a, as a you know, kind of a bench, come off the bench rotation type guy. What are you hearing or feeling he does? Do you think he really is considering heading back to Brooklyn and is just looking for a little bit more cash? Or, or do you think that this is a, a move here for Patty Mills? Interesting. I'll be honest, and I'm glad you said something because I'm on the air here on Mad Dog Sports Radio in 10 minutes. I did not even know about this yet. Um, Listen, my initial thought is that he'll end up back in Brooklyn. But I do wonder, here's a guy who struggled last year. He did not play well in Brooklyn. That was kind of lost and everything else going on with the you know, Kyrie Irving nonsense and Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons and that drama. 
What was lost was the reality that Patty Mills, asked to do a little too much, in fairness to him, had a lousy year. He was a negative player last year. And so that makes me wonder, is he looking for greener pastures, a place where maybe he fits stylistically speaking a little better? But then Brooklyn's going to come back to him and say, now look, last year is not the team we're going to be playing with this year. You know, Ben Simmons said, what do you want about Ben? But if you could get his butt on the floor, he sets up more wide-open threes than anybody in the league. Go check the numbers. He'll be a good complimentary piece to Ben in theory. KD, Kyrie Irving on the floor every game. He's going to get a lot of open looks. So I'm guessing, I, I think he'll end up being back. But one thing to consider is, you know, guys can be a little selfish. Where do I get the best run? Where do I play the best? That's when I feel the best. He did not play his best in Brooklyn. Tom, where do you think DeAndre Aiden ends up? Yeah, it's a great question. I really don't know. I'm not sure. You know, it's unfortunate for Phoenix because here's a guy who's the number one pick. Let's be honest. That looks like a disaster right now. Not that he's a bad player. You certainly can't say he's a bust, but, geez, Luka Doncic goes behind him, obviously. So that doesn't look good right now. I'll tell you what, not to deflect your question, because I'm not really sure where he's going to end up, to be honest with you, uh, but I got my eye on Rudy Gobert. I mean, I know everybody loves to clown Rudy Gobert. He made a fool of himself with the COVID stuff. I get it. He's not Joel Embiid. You're not going to dump the ball to him on the low block and ask him to go get your bucket. That's not his game. But Rudy Gobert, you know, I mentioned those points for 100 metrics. Gamblers know this, okay? Sports bettors know this. Rudy Gobert is a top 10 player in terms of impact. Mm-hmm. 4.83 is his number. Say what's between LeBron James and Chris Paul. Now, does anybody out there think that Rudy Gobert is worth the same as LeBron James. No, I'm not saying you've become a slave to the stat sheet, but just trying to provide some context. What Rudy Gobert provides defensively is lost. This idea that you'd stick with Donovan Mitchell over Rudy Gobert, you must be kidding me. Mitchell's a good player, but he's not the most efficient guy in the world. That would be, to me, a major mistake to build your team around somebody who's 6'2", maybe 175 pounds soaking wet over... Rudy Gobert, who's one of the most impactful, I'd argue, most impactful defender in our league. Tom, not to make you rehash a segment that you probably had to do last week a couple of different times, but who, who do you uh, who was the big winner in your opinion coming out of the draft? And was there any big big loser in your opinion? Yeah, you got to look at Detroit. You know, Detroit basketball. It'd be fun to have them back in the building, right? They they have a. Good history there, but boy, it's been ugly. Oh my God, they got 6,000, 7,000 people. They'll announce 10, 11, 12, but you know, there's nobody there. There should be a little juice in that building for the first time next year. Jaden Ivey, who made it clear, does not want to be a king. Very emotional on draft night because, one, he heard his name called, but two, he didn't want to be a king. And now he gets to stay in the Midwest. He gets to play with his buddy, Cade Cunningham. My understanding is those two have developed a relationship already. That's a fun team. Sadiq Banks were up 15 a game to kick from Villanova last year. Keep it on. You know, they're not going to be any good next year. Don't get me wrong. But they'll be a fun team to keep track of moving forward. And you got to like what Houston was able to do, having Jabari Smith Jr. fall in their lap. I'm sure you guys are well aware of the roller coaster ride of the odds mm-hmm. at the top of the draft. My goodness. Now, you can't even – now, you can find it offshore, of course. You can't even bet on that sort of thing in my jurisdiction in Pennsylvania, which is an absolute disgrace. But to have Jabari Smith – Get it back to the point. Fall into their lap at three, and then later they get A.J. Griffin, if memory serves, right after his buddy there, Williams, went before him, which didn't make much sense to me. The only reason that Griffin didn't stand out more last year is because he had that knee problem that hampered him the first half of the season. I thought the Rockets – now, I don't like Jalen Green, so keep that in mind. But I thought the Rockets had themselves tonight. 
You can find him over on Mad Dog Sports Radio here shortly, actually, uh, at one Tom Byrne on the Twitter machine as well. He is Tom Byrne. Tom, thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, bro. Come back for the final hour here on a Wednesday. Preview the late baseball games and run through all the scores. Coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.